It's time for the Daily Review, a podcast dedicated to reviews and discussion of TV, movies, and books. Look for us at Daily Review on Facebook and Twitter and dailyreview.com on the web. That's D-A-L-E-Y review.com. This is Paul Daly here with my wife, Caroline. Hey, guys. And Mike from Pop Culture Review. Hey, Hello. what's going on, guys? And tonight we're here to discuss right after the finale of the second season of HBO's Westworld. <laughs> this episode was called The Passenger, and uh, they spell out what that means later on in the episode. So I, it was like one of those, he said it kind of kind of moments. Uh, with, <laughs> I love this. This one's title. Yeah. So, so this, drinking one, this one has me pretty uh, bamboozled. <laughs> like, I have a good idea of some of the stuff that happened, but I'm just not sure about the order that it happened in. Yeah, yeah there were a couple of really hairy moments there where I was like, oh, good, all right, we're back in this timeline. Oh, no, no, wait, no, we're in like a half, <laughs> we're in like a half timeline. We're, we're at like timeline 4.37, you know, it, was, uh, it got a little hairy, a little hairy. It super did. So uh, as our listeners know, we, we typically don't try to go by, by chronological order, which makes this even easier on us, really, because if we tried to put this all back perfectly, I think this would be super hard. But we usually try to go by characters and try to just talk about what happened to each of our characters, that one. And maybe that way we can piece this together a little bit, I'm hoping. I hope so, you guys. So can we start off with somebody easy? Can we start off with Akichita and their followers and like what happened with that crew? I'll start with the basics. Body dead, consciousness alive in the virtual host Eden. I like that. I like it. Yeah. I liked the whole the imagery of like taking that leap of faith where they had that actual rip in the two worlds there and they had to take that leap of faith and then literally their bodies fell off the cliff like lemming style and uh, they actually just like were super smiley. I mean, just aesthetically, what a gorgeous shot, though. When you see the first Lakota go through the crack, he's doing his whooping war cry and he goes through and you see his body continue. But then you also see his body fall. That's just yeah. that's just that's just HBO being like, yeah, we got money. Like, yeah, we can do visual <laughs> effects. What do you need? What do you need? It I loved it, so though. Beautiful. I love it. It was so beautiful. And that the humans like real humans couldn't see it. They had to, like, like, what crack? But what crack in the wall? We spent we spent a few minutes today watching people make their preview pre, uh, forecasts for the finale, and they all brought up this rip in reality. And a hundred percent of those shitheads were wrong about what it was. <laughs> Why did you, you said shitheads? You're well, awful. Well, that's because they they speak so authoritatively. Like no, they just did. come to me. I'll give you the answers about West. They were one hundred percent wrong about everything they, they said. So they all were thinking that it was something like a physical like dome, and that there was an actual rip, and that this was like like the Truman Show, like when he's sailing on the boat and it like rips mm-hmm. a hole in the in the scenery. Like, and we watched a bunch of different ones. So we had all these ones on on, on different TVs, and we were just sort of walking through the room, and we listened to what someone said, and we like. I don't know. And do you know the little satellite like transmitter machine that they had set up? Mm-hmm. They, a lot of people were saying that that was actually the machine that projected the sun and the sky and the sides and all that kind of stuff. And so then there was a physical rip in the scenery, if you will. Wrong. Shithead. It was a satellite <laughs> communicator. Did that gun remind you? Maybe it was just me because I'm a, I'm a child, but. Didn't the gun remind you of the minimizer from Willy Wonka? The one that like he uses to break Mike TV down into like a million bits? That's what that reminded me of. When that ray gun goes off and like the, the gun that was used to break and then like his little pixelated body flies over the sky in Willy Wonka. 
I don't know. That's, that's what, true. That's they what, do. They break yeah, into all those I, little pieces and they do that little like thing. It's pretty close to it, though. I mean, it's uh, at least that's, that ties in because that was like sending someone through TV, right? Yeah. So, and where, where did close. you put the gun? But that's, uh, that's a different enough story. How great was it, though? So uh, getting back to uh, Cheetah, he pulls up. And his his main homeboy is like, yeah, where's where's this door? <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, you know, you had us bring, you brought us all the way here. You better not be wrong. And he wasn't. And he wasn't. It was it was it was faithful, which is a rare thing on this show. Things don't work out really well for people on this show usually. I no. agree. I'm really happy to see the little coat, especially after building up a season and a half of us fearing the Ghost Nation, setting them up as like this villain among the hosts. It turned out like they're like the best people. As they, as they tried, they got their shit together the most. They're actually fairly peace loving. And like they're singularly focused on making sure their people survive. What a what a one eighty. I, I totally I mean, agree. Part, I yeah, love too that that the way that they sort of made it like a win win situation though was when Akichita was like talking to his pal and he's like, Look, we've died a million times and if we died this time at least it was the story was our own. And it was like, Oh, then that's a win 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 no matter what happens here, you know, at least you guys like took yeah. your own horses by their reins and just went for it. So I Super loves that. It's very hard to untangle you guys because I'm having a hard time being like, how do we rip Maeve out of Akichita and all that stuff? But I guess let's just finish up seriously just with Akichita. So once he goes through that, that area, that little rip, and he gets to the other side... How amazing was it that his lady was totally waiting for him over in the field? Made me wonder how the hell she got there. It was, yes, I like to see romantic reunions, but she would have needed to go through. And last we saw her, she was in cold storage, right? Unless she'd been like repurposed at some point. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> or is it that the Eden had already had it was already populated with uh, I don't think so. Been, no? I don't think so. Because Matrix Logan uh explained like it was just coming online now and I think we saw the first body load in when that first whooping Lakota went through the crack. I, that huh. that was the impression I got was that that was a brand new system. You know, coming off of the factory line. That's uh, how I take it, too. So then how is she in there? Well, they did say stuff along the lines of it's a world they can define for themselves, right? Oh. Something he imagined her there. Well, I mean, if it was my world <laughs> and and I yeah. had a long lost love, then yeah, I'd I'd imagine her there or Caroline. She, she'll do. Oh my god! <laughs> if you can't be if you can't be with the one that you're meant to be with, Paul, love the one you're with. That's what I say. Can, can, we, can we give the, can the actor name? I am uh, I am totally forgetting right now. He does this when he comes through the crack. He does the whole like he checks his butt for like bullet holes because you know yeah. as he's coming through yeah. like they're firing at him. And it was such a uh, an honest moment. I, I I hope he did that on the spot without direction. That he like if you look at look at it again, <laughs> he like checks his sides and he kind of checks his back. He's like, am I really? Is like this happening? Am I like, still alive or whatever I am now? And like, do I get to go off? Then he's his lady love and then he forgets about it. But he does this whole like quick body pat down. Like, it was wow, adorable. I can't, I, I can't believe that worked. Yeah. And it was so God. real, like so real, yeah. so not. It was like it was like a almost like a meta sitch because I feel like that's exactly what I would do. I would have like grabbed all my body parts and been like, am I all here? Did I make it completely through? Right. Like, oh my yeah. god, you know, yeah, like yeah. I would have done that. So For I sure. completely love that. So all right, so then how would you guys want to do this? Do you want to move over to whom? I, I would like to take that and back it up to Maeve and Lee. Okay. Let's and do it. Hector and all those guys. We oh. left Dave with Costa, that dag of a guy. 
yeah. in there. At least that's what the closed caption said it was Costa, though I didn't feel like it looked like the Costa I remembered because he just was so evil. No, Costa was just... I know, but closed caption called him Costa. And so yeah. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Maybe they just messed that up, but that's what they yeah. called him. I think so instead so. it's just a no-name dude? Yeah. Just a dude. Just he's a, a dude. He's a pain-loving dude. He Like, what a jerk to turn her pain stuff all back on. What kind of, like, freaking ass is this? Yeah, there are some definitely sadistic Delos workers. You know, it, you, you understand why the host maybe wanted to kill them all. Like, some of them are real, you know, jackwads. It's like it's, like it's uh, part of the uh, corporate culture. Just as soon as you come across somebody else, you're like, hey, dipshit, doing your job? <laughs> Didn't think so. Anyway, yeah. if you think you can do your job, I've got some shit for you to do. Right. <laughs> Right. I like that. Uh, I also like the fact that Delos only seems to hire sexual deviants to work with naked computer hosts. Like, sure. that's, that's a thing. Yeah. Key. That's like a key. That was a key part of their hiring process. Yeah, it was. It was like the third question on the questionnaire. You know, like, well, can you I mean, get they to the island? That they know exactly who they who they have working for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's right there. They're rec- they're recruiting out of eyes wide shut uh, backup casting, like extra casting. <laughs> right. But, right. Exactly. But, uh, so Maeve comes online. Right, where I mean, she's been online, she was kind of waiting and playing impossum. Ford gave her her rah rah speech at the end of last episode, and she used her her mind zappy power. And she, you know, she's not really in a position to help herself, but she gets all the hosts to take care of not Costa. Uh, right. They bone saw his neck. Yeah, that was amazing. Free. Amazing. It was amazing. Well, I, I was I thought the Buffalo Army was pretty spectacular myself. Yeah, I have. Uh, you have Maeve and her army. You have the Delos mercenaries, and then you have Bulls, and the Bulls <laughs> did like all of the work for them. Like they didn't they really did. have. It was like you like yeah, it was fantastic. Where'd they come from? So. Well, and one of my favorite parts of that was that the Bulls were like half made, so they were mm-hmm. like half real looking, and then half like skeletal metal, and it was like a really awesome like uh just that mash of like real and hybrid host looking mash was like what was taking them down. Yeah, love it, and you know. They got her looking great. They got Maeve looking great. I mean, that pit crew really worked her over really fast with their little zappy <laughs> right. machine. Like, rawr, rawr, rawr. And yeah. they got her a, an amazing pashmina to put on for her, for what her a like, right? moment. I was like, that pashmina is fantastic, girl. I love it. Love it, yeah, love it. Uh, you know, a little bit of the new in, in with the old. You know, yep. you're going to go back into Westworld, but you're going to look fierce doing it. I love it. I love it. Exactly. I'm all about it. Uh, <laughs> so, and I loved it, too, that she had to stick it to the men and be like, well, none of y'all were coming to save me, so I thought I'd save myself. Which in right. this like in this like culture, right, the second we are in the world, that is like the most perfect spiel you can give a woman right now is like I'm a strong, independent lady, could do my own thing. That's yeah, correct. And, and really consistent with her character arc. Yep. I, I think from from word jump this season, it was it was this was Maeve's world and all the men were falling in love and following behind her. You know, you have your Hector, you have your Lee. Come on, and Lee's pretty sweet on her. I mean, obviously he demonstrates that at the end. Um, Absolutely. Let's talk uh, about that section. So we have like Hector and the gang like get out of there. And I didn't expect that they were going to have to have this like showdown moment so soon. I, I never thought it would end right here. So I was really surprised when Hector was sort of acting like he was going to commit suicide and like do his spiel. And pleasantly surprised that Lee like found all his guts. Like, all of them. And then he says, besides, it's my speech anyway. And then he picks up literally where Hector left off. He didn't, like, restart it. He didn't go off script. (laughs) He picks up, and he does, like, the voice. This was his moment. Really fell in love with Lee this season. Really enjoyed him as a character. I thought he was good comic relief in an otherwise really violent season. 
and this was this was his moment, and it was amazing. Horrible. You could see him as like a drama kid that never got the lead, but but kept trying at it and got oh, yeah. like a master's degree in theater or something, but never yeah. really performed all that much. He really, just yeah. Like a... he, he was, you know, he, the, his British accent, he swallows it for his John Wayne moment. If a reckoning's right. what you're looking for, a reckoning's what you'll find. And he goes on, and it was fantastic. <laughs> they did and the I whole thing, that... too, with even like the swell of the music behind him. Like, they did yeah. the whole thing. Like, like he is the leading man moment. Yeah. You know, I, I wrote, I wrote and underscored a noble death. You know, that's what Very it was. Nice. This is this is the Western death that you look for. If you're if you're going to Westworld to end your life, this is how you want to go out. This is this is the way to go. I do like that the Delos mercenaries. Uh, that's just what I call them. I, it might have just been the straight QA team, but uh, I like that they were trying to stop him. They were doing everything they could. Like, you get, you're a human. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Stopping it. Yeah, they're like, sir, it's not you we want, sir, sir. Yeah. No, no, but, but he wasn't done with his speech yet. He still had, he wrote a lot. He wrote a lot for that character. And he wasn't done yet. And then he went down in a blaze of glory. He went down like Bon Jovi in Young Guns 2. So. Sincerely, I mean, that was like a true like gangster. Like, I mean, it like it, it like riddled his body with bullets. Like he was like yeah. vibrating. It was crazy. Uh, awesome. Awesome moment. Great standout scene. Uh, that's that is me real uh, for supporting actor real, I would think, for Mr. Quarterman. I would um, think so. Well, so then that allows Maeve to get over to the Forge area, and yep. we actually have that. I had that brief fearful moment when she couldn't see her daughter right away. I was like, what the what? Why are we not just seeing her right away? There's a lot of people there, a ton of people. I mean, they had collected all the random hosts around Westworld that hadn't been yep. taken out just by other means and worked out to be look like would you say 500 people a thousand people maybe I, I think that's the number you're supposed to be looking at right there is a thousand or so on that on that trail to the to the door i you know i i it looked it, it reminded me of like the battle of the five armies from like lord of the rings you had all these different yeah. factions descending down upon this one area which is just really good tension i, I thought it was actually uh, really well written and well shot but yeah, you got Maeve having to search out this little tiny girl in the sea of humanity where everyone's basically wearing the same outfit. Right. A lot, lot, lot of earth tones in Westworld, <laughs> you know? And uh, Definitely. I totally but, like that you bring up your Lord of the Rings because, like, we all have our frame of reference because I said it looked like around the world in 80 days to me, like, where all the different people are, like, converging all at once, like, all trying to win the race at the same time here. It was my my same feel of you. So actually seeing her, and I didn't know what to think about this substitute mom being there i didn't know to think like yay she's with someone or like uh lady you're out of place maids here i think she does the hero thing I, I think she realizes with the horseman of death clementine you know zombie clementine bearing down and causing chaos i think i think she realizes that she needs to use her jedi powers to hold back the flood so that daughter I think the daughter's name is anna i feel like i read that somewhere and I fake mom can get through the crack. I saw that in a couple of different re, uh, recaps I've read over the season. And though okay. you can't find it credited anywhere. Everywhere I look officially, it always says Maeve's daughter. But mm. anyway, but I think she does. I think she has to. I think she realizes that if she goes with her, there's a good chance none of them make it through. If she holds back the flood of humanity or host-manity, then her daughter at least can survive with fake mom. And, like, and 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 Akachita, like he's right, he's right there. You know, they yeah. go through together, uh, which I, was a great moment of him fulfilling his promise to her. 
uh, yes, from a couple of people. agree. When he put his arm around her with like the knife behind her back, like it's yeah. like it's like it's going to be between if you're going to get through here, you have to go through me. That was like yes. That was her. That was her Jean Grey in X2 moment. Right, right. Holding Hold back on. the flood. Yeah, <laughs> and again, another gorgeous shot. Just HBO throwing money all over this show. This that was an look at that scene again with her hand up and the way they froze all of the characters in mid chaos. It's just impressive. I even like the way that the little pashmina like kind of pulled back and her wrist seemed to get longer and longer and longer. Like even yeah. that small moment was like, yes, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Were you shocked at she were you shocked at, at her demise? I was, except for that. I feel really good that the idea that like a body here doesn't mean a body can't be in the other on the other side once we get there. So I'm I'm hopeful that there's there's possibilities are endless here is what I'm right, I think there's a lot of missing time, even though we saw kind of little drips and drabs and samples from all yeah. different parts of time concerning the I guess the day before and the day after the first episode of the season. I think we're gonna we're gonna be able to see that maybe some other stuff happened that we didn't see yet. Well, and she didn't take a, a shot to the head. And anyone that doesn't take a shot to the head, I feel like it's fair game. Uh, I think you're right. And she manages to get a smile up. I mean, she's laying there dead, yeah. essentially, and she still manages to curl up a smile watching her she daughter did. go through, which she didn't have when she was initially shot. So I, I think you're right. Uh, I think new Loris actually gives an important clue to new Nard at the very end when they say that as long as someone remembered you, uh, yes. you're never really forgotten. And I, cause I think, I, I think going back to Paul's point, I think that's how lady love, Akita's lady love winds up being there. I think, I think there's some mind zapping power here because we're just talking about digital signature anyway, cause you don't need a physical yeah. body. And no. obviously and there, there, there are people in that new world that remember her. So, well, let's clean up that scene by talking about Clem popping up there because we totally, we can't forget her and we can't not let her have her moment here. So sure. I love it when they said, when Hale goes, uh, why do you have to, I love technology. You don't have to have four horsemen. You could just use one. It was like, oh, you bird, always yeah. throwing it out there. But I thought it was amazing, that whole scene. And as she was just, she was like this invisible force field. Like as she would come within so many feet of you, you just wigged out and killed your neighbor. She was like a virus. Like, yep. She was like a physical she, manifestation of a virus. I, like, or I, I actually took it like more computer literal. I, I thought of her more as like a malignant, like malware. Like as she uh -huh. went through literally infecting their like computer brain, you know, right. with, with her, you know, uh, send money to the Nigerian prince virus, you know, like they all just wigged out. And it was so, again, so well done, you know, and she was mindless. It wasn't like Clementine was looking at you and be like, now I'm going to zap you. She was just this no. instrument of death. You know, this, you know, there was no there sort was of like no... a, a pig pen cloud around her, a virus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I, a pig pen cloud. I feel like they missed an opportunity by putting her on a white horse instead of an ashen horse. I, I think that would have done uh, Hale, Hale's four horsemen think better if she was riding upon a pale horse like Death Rides in, in Revelation. Um, yeah. But, you know, whatever. That's, like, maybe they could find a, a pale ashen horse. Maybe death horses are hard to find. But I feel like that was a missed opportunity. But that may just be me because, you know, I, I like a good Revelation story. Um, well, Elsie's still alive right then. So that's human hail so right. maybe she's just not all that biblical yeah <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that human hail is not a bible scholar 
Well, I did like that they took the opportunity to use the armistice name and actually have her do what her name means and stop the fighting. Like, good for her. That was like an amazing little like weave-in. Like this whole time, you know, her name means ceasefire. And it's like, that's what she did. She recognized Clementine for what it was and shot her and stopped the fighting for at least a small period of time there. Took her a couple shots to bring her down. Clementine's pretty Uh, wicked. She's been through a lot. My read on that was that it had taken hold in the people, and they could, through the mesh network, just replicate it themselves, the host, that is. So Uh, at that point, they didn't need Clem anymore because, you know, a critical mass of it had already built up in the network, and it was just pushing its way down the line. Uh, Sort of like uh, the happening. (laughs) <laughs> Let's push so on we because think we're running against the clock. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Armistice is definitely done, right? Not gonna Armistice, Hector, yeah. Clem, Hector. they're all gone. Yeah, they I don't I don't think they're Pretty... making Dolores's cut of brain. Cubes. I don't think they are either. They didn't make you it know, into the purse. <laughs> right, exactly. Not purse worthy. Her list purse worthy. Oh jeez. <sighs> I think we gotta get to well, it's either Bernard and his story or Dolores and, and her story. Oh, God. Really? We're already the, to the big daddies? I kind of want to shoot right into them actually going in the door and talking about Logan's re, like, re-entry like to our world here. Okay. Talk about that, you guys. Is that too crazy? No, that's fine. I'm just looking at okay. the clock because I know we're, we're on the hard clock. That's why I wanted to get to the big guys and make sure we hit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, but Logan fills in so much. So what did he you guys what did so you glean from Logan? Because we got to understand all the stuff that he brings to the table there. So he explains everything about the books being there, what the library was, that everyone's story went into the book. They each represent a person. We got all that. That was amazing. And that basically they've been coming in there repeatedly, and she has to read the books in order to have the best shot at being able to survive outside because it's like basically if she can absorb as much humanity as she can then she kind of knows what to predict they're going to act like this all sound right boys tell me yeah i I think you're right okay Um, what else did logan tell us anything that we need to make sure we hit on him i I think he i think i think logan's whole purpose it starts off because they they're looking for the underlying controlling system of the forge and that's logan he's he's the he is the controlling system and so he talks about using Delos and what he say he made 18 million different versions of Jim Delos yeah. trying to perfect the human condition that sparks that makes a human a human and, and their choices. And it turns out that they were making the humans too complicated. Uh, and so at the end of the day, and I, this was my big takeaway, was the computers realized humans are really simple. 10,247 lines of code. That's it. That's what takes a human. And... Uh, once they realized that, they didn't have to make them very complicated. They were able to kind of move forward on on making good copies of humans and, and really take the next step in that project of immortality. Still, I mean, it's the caveat is still that it only works virtually. In the park. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the park, right. It, they still couldn't figure it out, what do you say, what, pressed into flesh outside yes. of the park. Right, uh, right. Still, still doesn't work. Um because humans suck, I guess. But uh, yeah, but yeah, but they, we're, they we're crack fragile. It I think that's the deal. We're more fragile than we think, especially when they explain the whole thing about the narrow band of behavior that we really have, and that it really takes so little to be considered like crazy or insane. I thought that that was like such a brilliant way to explain that. That like, yeah, Jane Felix looks crazy by standing here and shooting people, yeah. but it was only like a tiny little change that made him do that. And when I think about right. that, it's like. Yeah, if you wear like crazy colored socks and your hair's not brushed, 
we assume you're crazy in this land, right? And so right. it's like, oh my gosh, that's all it takes, such a small amount. Uh, yeah, Bernard's quote is, what humans define as insane is a narrow range of behavior. That was his, mm-hmm. that was his quote to Dolores, which is just a, such a computer talking to another computer kind of take on humanity, which I thought was great. That whole scene was funny that they used Delos as like this testing ground for everything. Cause we got to watch the original Delos experience where he's actually with Clementine. And then you get to watch like crazy versions of him shooting people in the street for sport. Yeah. Dolores and, and on their way to the library, they're just kind of walking through it. And like, what, what is even this? And then you have Logan, right? He takes them through and he says to Bernard that it, Dolores is the one. If there's going to be one this, this one that's going to be able, able to make it on the outside, uh, it's probably going to be her. That's the passenger, right? Isn't that, isn't that like the, that was, I mean, that's kind of the passenger that we're talking about in this episode, right? Yes, one I think, of, yes, Dolores is the passenger inside Hale, right? Right. Hale's God. Mm-hmm. Yep, Dolores is the passenger. That's what I'm going with. All right, so then should we get to old uh, Bernard Dolores' world here and, like, getting them through here. So Bernard, like, shows up, and we have the whole situation with Dolores and that man in black riding up there. I thought the little interaction between Dolores and MIB right before that, where they just have that little back and forth about, like, are you questioning your reality? Yeah, I think you are. You're the monster I need. Let's go. Sends him on his way. Puts that flat bullet in there, which we saw a mile away as being the thing that was going to literally blow up in his face. Or take check a couple fingers off. off. Yeah, it was check off flat bullet. That's, you know, <laughs> you, you, you show it in Act yeah. 1 and it blows up in his face in Act 3. I think, you know, that's classic. Uh, I do, come on, can we have to, Men in Black, he makes me laugh. He says, yeah, I uh, I drove somebody away too. Uh, can <laughs> yes. you be more euphemistic <laughs> with that? And she's I like, right. dead daughter, your dead daughter who I found a couple miles back? Yeah, drove her away. Sure, monster, let's go. You're exactly who I'm looking for. But she's such a pull of shit because she, you know, her Teddy committed suicide. She didn't drive him away. I mean, she didn't say Teddy blew his brains out. That's why I'm here. Like, they were both, like, trying to play games. Like, oh, yeah, I just drove that guy away. That's all. Right. And then uh, and then she's like, you're the monster, but the monster's what I need. And he goes, all right. And he gets on the horse. <laughs> and he's all right made me snort. Because Ed Harris is such, he's so good. And he's such a curmudgeon. But his all right was just so grumpy, man. Like, I'm going to come with you only because I want to, you know, half off pancakes at IHOP today for my season <laughs> discount. So how surprised were you when when he does blow his freaking hand off in that whole sitch? I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. <laughs> I, if I was going to make a gun misfire, I would not let it shoot me so many times before it did. You know? Weird weird that he didn't take one of those four bullets and put it in her head. No? Mm-hmm. Right. Weird to me. I, I, as cold-blooded a killer, the men well, he nailed so several much. headshots riding from horseback on the way to the, to where this scene happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When they were clearing, clearing out and saving Bernard's butt from the Delos Merc, him and Dolores, they put all of them down from horseback. And then he doesn't shoot her in the head when he's decided that he's going to kill her right. from, 10 feet, from 10 feet away. It's, right. It's, Standing it's, there, flat foot. Totally. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, that rang a little uh, false for me. A little, little deuce ex machina. But I don't know. Maybe they wanted her to be able to speechify a little bit. I don't know. But she had some great lines, though. Your speech, your species craves death. You know, you want me to give you that piece? Not yet. Which is like, I think, a verbatim quote of what Akachita says to Men in Black when he hauls them out of the river. Uh, oh, yes. Two yes. ago, right? I love yep. that. He I love was that like, I'm back. not going to let you go yet. Yep. Yeah. You don't deserve that piece. And at least she says not yet. I love them. Actually having Dolores and Bernard go down into the door and have that like total hot lava look about the entire area down there. Like the, the it was just so cool. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. It, 
reminded me like definitely like the depths of hell. Like they absolutely made it look like that. There was a lot of, I, for me anyway, there was a lot of uh, heaven and hell imagery with Dolores and Bernard tonight. And, and at the end of the episode also, her whole speech at the end, I don't know if you want to jump to the end, her whole speech to him at the end about how it's going to take the two of them to rebuild their species. And they're not going to be allies, they're not going to be friends, but it's going to require both of them. Was yeah, very made, much, that, very... made that same call right away about the kind of the dark and light being required. Yeah. It was yeah. very yin and yang, very lost, like Jacob and Man in Black. Jacob and the Man in Black, right? Jacob and Man in Black. Like, the very, you have to have that yin and yang. And, and they actually feed off each other, you know, like that they want the villain to be there just as bad. Because you need it's it. Weird. Because how do, you, how do you define good without bad? If, if you have no evil, what, what's your baseline for what good behavior is? You need, you need both. You need, you need your, your, your Lucifer and your God. Uh, or your archangels, you know, you need that, that contrast. And I, and I think you saw that in the depths of hell, the lava room reminded me of Mustafar and star Wars, uh, you know, like Caroline called that one right away. I said the same thing. I was like, Oh, he needs to get the high ground. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he needs the high ground. <laughs> I was but, right with uh, you there. I saw it. So funny. Um, okay. So then that halo thing that they had to go into in order to like upload their brains or their minds up into the system here to go check it out. I thought that was right. so cool. The imagery of that halo going around their heads. Very mm-hmm. cool. And we finally figured out what that meant. I thought it was right. again, then we sort of wander through this whole thing. So we have to go back to our Logan time. Then what, right. you guys, where do we get to next? Well, then we're we like, go through the whole we? Logan thing where they're together. But then, then Which they I do like with... that they give Logan that ending. I really appreciated that they wrapped up his story and actually showed that he did try to come back to dad. He even cleaned up his act and tried to come back to dad. And I liked there are a couple of lines there that were like you with the swimming imagery of, a, you know, the whole, um, you know, you wouldn't let me come until I hit bottom. And well, I can see the bottom now, all that part. I thought that that was really great. And all the Logan lovers out there have to love that he has such a big role at the end here you know oh for sure for sure and and for that to be the defining moment of jim delos's life that 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 yep. matrix logan figures out that this was it when when everything else failed in delos's life it was this final conversation because logan real life logan killed himself by overdose six months later this final conversation was like a defining moment in delos's life and was the key to like figuring him out uh i love that whole moment and this was the most I've ever liked Logan was this episode one as <laughs> Very Matrix, Matrix Logan, but also as like still junkie Logan, because, you know, from the party scenes and, and, and how hard he was spiraling from earlier in the season uh, that this is where he wound up. It, it was, you know, sad, but, you know, everyone's life is sad in, the, in uh, Westworld. Yeah. There's a chance so, Matrix Logan survives in the transmission. I mean, people you would think. like like the guy. So, um yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him as sort of if you want to continue the Matrix paradigm, he might be like an architect type type character. Uh, well, this episode was all the, Matrix for me. Uh, can we talk have, about this transmission part? Because this transmission has to be. I'm 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 going to put my money on and put my money on the table that that they transmitted to future world and that brings back in like the original story. You know, part two was future world. So I love the idea that then we could we could shoot forward in time and space and everything and be in future world with them. Because ultimately, I think if they bring Maeve back online, she's once again going to be looking for that daughter. We've got to go find future land world. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was interesting that we didn't get a shot of where that beam went. If there was going to be an end scene, I thought that that's where it would be. Uh, only because we got the whole glimpse of Shogun World last season uh, mm-hmm. at the end of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So, But no, I, I think you're right. Um, she definitely put them somewhere where they're not going to be easily found when she redirected the beam. Which, you know, interesting moment for her to do that. That's you know, that was a, a turnabout. Like, she was totally cool with everyone being dead except for her at the right. end of, or, or her one soul, who you presume that she recreated Teddy, right? Because I think we see Teddy in virtual yeah. Eden. Yeah, but she was good to go it alone. But then, you know, she decided to let them live on wherever she I think she it's like putting them on a shelf, though. And in, in a way, I'm glad they didn't show us anything because it leaves us to wonder who are all the people who made it through that transmission and was there anybody else, you know, did Logan make it through or anything? If they showed us a glimpse of Future World, I feel like I don't want to I don't want to know anything yet. You know, I like okay the idea that, that they're on the shelf or kind of like on the bench for yeah. future seasons where you need host consciousness is ready to go but you don't have anybody making them anymore well you did just save a few hundred of them yeah. on the quote-unquote shelf and a lot of them are like native warriors <laughs> so yeah they might be handy in a, in a fight too yeah, yeah and she knows sure. the coordinates so it's one of those things that like uh, you know she can get back to it i think anytime i feel like it wasn't random she typed in coordinates so yeah i think presumably Right. Presumably there's going to be some some occurrence in the real world that requires them to, you know, Get uh, hashtag, hashtag Jack, we have to go back yep, and, and, yep. and access these virtual. You know, they don't have bodies. So anything they're going to do, they're going to be doing in a virtual sense. Um, well, but that, they can that. make bodies. That's the they thing. They could. They've got the machine. That's They've true. got the machine. So as long as we have the machine, we can make bodies all day long. So well, yeah, they have the know. machine to make the brain cores too, right? That, I think that's a different machine, wasn't it? Or does that I don't, machine craft the brain cores also? I don't know. That's a good question. Good question. Okay, so where do we go from here, guys? Where do we head? Keep going um, down with uh, Bernard and Dolores actually having their like falling out. Yeah, they're falling out in like uh down in the forge. depths of hell there. Yeah, Bernard yeah. Bernard Bernard did some some great no constant traveling today. He was mm-hmm. he, he was living the life in like three different timelines. It hurt see. Paul's head big time. I thought I, I thought when I saw Dolores uh dead on the on the ground in the in the forge, it it uh I thought she was going to pull a jigsaw at some point <laughs> when the other backs a turn and just stand up that was kind of close i mean they 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 improved on the saw idea there if you haven't seen saw there's a dead guy on the floor for the entire show and then at the very end he gets up and walks out and it's and it turns out to be jigsaw so i was thinking that's what she was gonna do but no no i think they were pretty final about that but not really but i mean but not really not really at all i mean it was just not really at all so, yep. so they come back from the library, right? They leave the halo, uh, and we're in the Dolores and Bernard timeline, and she starts to flood the forge, right? Mm-hmm. And I punch she, the machine. She, she's the, she punches the machine, she, which, so they can't stop that. She's deleting all of the guest uh, data, right? She's purging all of that. Right. And, you know, she tells Bernard, you know, that land that the hosts are going to is not the land I'm interested in. And then, I appreciated what she that she brought back the whole um, what is real is that what is irreplaceable. And I appreciated that callback. And she's right. Like, you know, the idea of just being in a different cage didn't interest her at all. And, you know, what what choice did Bernard have but to take action with her, you know? 
Yeah, and well, she, well, she said she, 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 she snarls at him because Bernard is like, listen, we got this virtual meeting. You just saw it. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to destroy all those lives? Like, the host can live on. We just talked to Matrix Logan about this. And uh, she says to him, how many counterfeit worlds will Ford offer you before you see the truth? And then she goes into the only world she cares about is the real world because that's the one that's irreplaceable. Which is, so, I mean, so keeping in with her character her, uh, this season. Did she change at all? Did she have a redemptive arc in this episode? That's what I was left with. Before he puts her down on the ground in the forge. Did, did the Teddy experience really change her? I'm going to say no, she totally didn't. And in fact, the fact that she had that same conversation with the, the you were calling him Noonard, with Noonard, um, yeah. and she's saying the same stuff over and over again. And, and you know, Noonard is saying, well, I know what you're going to do. You're just going to go and try to kill everyone. So to me, no, I mean, she didn't grow and change, except for maybe to realize she needs her yin and yang. Maybe that would be her only, only sort of new piece of information. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, I, Paul? Do you have any growth? Did she change much as a character once she realized it all? Only only uh, the part where she changed her mind to, to allow the other hosts to, to have their Eden. That was the change. That was the one deviation from her, you know, the rest of the season's path. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think once she, once she snapped into Wyatt full-time, uh, mm. back in, what, episode three? I don't, there was no, there was no character change in her. She was just, she was, she was Jaws. She was just this, this shark that, you know, was, was hunting and killing, uh, with a singular purpose. Um, that was, I, I don't know. It, interesting. I want to, I want to think on that more, but I agree. I don't think there was really any kind of, uh, despite all of her experiences, despite what she saw, I mean, she laid with his dead body overnight, uh, yeah. with Teddy's dead body and still didn't suffer at all. Like her next conversation is, you're a monster. You're what I need to get to the valley beyond. Like yeah, that's I mean, literally her next conversation. Yeah, she stayed totally on message. Like I got to yeah. get going, and like you're just the next part of the plan. So let's go. Yeah. Right. The way right. that the way that the first season ended, it was sort of one of those like, well, if it ends here, it ends here kind of kind of endings, you know. Um, this ending. Like, especially with, like, her arc, as you just mentioned, being relatively unfulfilled. Um, I mean, I know, obviously, they want to milk it for as much as they can, but this this doesn't seem like we may even get there, like, next season. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it may be a while until we have some sort of, like, Dolores really does have a heart of gold moment. It might be, like, season four, season five, something like that. If they can afford yeah. to keep making this show. I, I think they're going to have to until they decide what they're going to do with the post-Game of Thrones world. But, mm-hmm. uh, all right. So, he kills Dolores. He stops the purge. Can't stop the flood. He takes the encryption key off so the system locks. Right? That locks in the virtual yep. Eden. And he yep. leaves. He well, actually, finds... doesn't, he, doesn't he swap out a brain ball? Well he, gra- it... well, he grabs the brain ball from he the, takes it he out of the like, Abernathy, like, right? He yeah. grabs Abernathy's brain ball, which is out of what... the like little carrier. Thing. Right, but doesn't isn't there a small flash when they show that he actually does something with Dolores' brain ball? Because he, he does, he does. That's that's our red herring, right? That they that they then reveal later. He does something with her brain ball. Hale then so uh, supposes that he hid the important brain ball inside of Dolores. She has her, aha, yeah. which he definitely hid something, but he didn't he, he didn't hide the right brain ball. He hid, guess he hid, 
not the guest data. He hid all of the, what, the virtual Eden host data, right? Because <laughs> the guy, cause, cause computer guy loads it into the, into the software and he starts to prepare to beam it out on the 12 Delos satellites that they've accessed. And then he's like, uh-oh. And he says, this is a lot more information. It's a lot heavier, I think is the word he uses, uh, than it should be. So whatever bait and switch um, yeah. he did, it, it wasn't the information they were looking for, which was the guest, the guest data collection. Bernard had that still on it. But the brain balls were just the like the encryption keys, right? See, I don't know. Wait, hold on. You guys back up. If it was Abernathy, I think she, he did switch it out for the ball that had the guest information. And so if they're transmitting out the guest information, aren't they sending out the like lies and the and the bad things the real people did instead of Abernathy's ball of how to turn people into humans and hosts? Oh, that really makes more sense, and that would be a larger file. That makes more sense. And because it would be, be, a, more, it's it would be million, much more incriminating. Oh, it's right. all incriminating. Yeah, like it's like, oh, shit, what'd you just let out of the bag there? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I'd want to watch it again, but that makes a lot of sense given their reactions and, and what Bernard's you know, end goal would be there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that really fits with what we kind of supposed Dolores's goal was. And since we know Dolores is at this point, hail, then that really fits. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. she says it's the weapon. And the weapon we know is all their secrets and crimes and all the bad things they did. So then that makes sense. That's how she used that weapon. All right. So let's go fast because I know we've only got like 15 minutes left on our little radio okay, time. So, let, right? so. So, so let's put a pin in that timeline because there yeah. is a timeline that is very important between when he kills Dolores and leaves the forge and when he's back in the forge with Strand and not Stubbs. Stubbs is off doing whatever Stubbs is doing, which is a great thing at the end. And then, and Hale. So the in-between is Ford is with Elsie and Hale. Elsie gets Bernard away from everyone else. And she's like, dude, I don't know what to do about you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe you that you, you know, you're, you're a good guy, but listen, if, if it comes out that you're really a host, like you're dead, like they're going to, you know, kill you. So she freezes all of his motor functions and leaves him there to sit stew about his own juices. He goes, she goes downstairs. Hale has this whole conversation about Elsie. You know, there's a lot of dead bodies here. You're going to have a lot of advancement. Um, you just got to play ball. Elsie being, turning out being one of the better characters of moral characters of the show. You know, if you give me what I want. Did we ever actually find out what she actually wanted? No, I didn't. No. I wasn't sure where she was going with that. I was like, what I, is she going to ask for? I think I Hale thought she was faking it. Well, okay. I think Hale did think that, but I, if she was going to ask for anything, I imagine whatever she was going to ask, she was going to go to bat for Bernard. That was good. That That's was what my I feeling. Assumed. Yeah. But, but Hale doesn't even let her get that far. Hale is like, you know what? You're lying, and you're too good for this world. I need someone who's a little more morally flexible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, she says, you know, I wish you had more moral flexibility, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I can't count on that. So she shoots her. She shoots her dead. Bernard watches this and kind of it like woke him up, right? It, yeah, it takes him out of his freeze all motor functions. Or does yeah. that command end when the person who gave it dies? I'm gonna Is go that with like, that. That like, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. That's good. That's Harry Potter logic. Like, mm-hmm. if you're under a spell, the spell breaks when the person who cast the spell on you dies. So I'm going I with Harry Potter perfect. logic. Well, yeah. and they managed to say the witchcraft line in here. And so then I definitely feel like that could be tied in. Yeah, they said <laughs> I'm, I'm like, hitting uh, literally remember? all of my favorite references of all <laughs> franchises of the last 30 years. That's awesome. Well, uh, remember because Ford, uh, Ford says we're, we're just uh, performing witchcraft here. Right. 
So Bernard unfreezes himself, and then a lot of shit happens off screen that we don't right. we don't see until the very end. And we're back in the Strand timeline. Bernard starts saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry," and he does his famous "I remember now." You know, yeah. he, he like the greatest the greatest hits of Bernardisms. I remember now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I killed them all. And Strand is like, uh-huh. "Yeah, yeah, yeah. You killed all the hosts. You told us that up in the valley." And he's like, "No, I killed all of you." And and then he's like, what? And then he remembers, and then we've seen flashback. He rebooted Ford into his memories, or at least that's how it's shown to us. Um, That's how it's shown. But I guess the actual reality is that Ford was never re-uploaded, right? And instead, Bernard had imagined him. And and so it's sort of like very much like you had the power inside you all along, Bernard. You never needed to have (laughs) re-upload Ford. You had it all in you. Very Dorothy-esque. Right, and it goes back to when he was in the car and he left Elsie and he tied himself to the thing and he purged that yes. boat. He really did purge him there. Every other Ford instance after that was right his own figment of imagination. What he did was he built a brand new robot in that missing time that we didn't see, and he built himself a Hailbot. Uh, so and, so and 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 naked Hailbot kills real Hailbot and uploads Dolores' personality into Hailbot. So yeah. And real Word. actress Hailbot has an excellent contract because they showed no Hailbot parts. Just a little bit of crack. You got a little Hailbot. Someone else. Yeah, but I think that's hail- someone else's. You think so? Well, yeah, Tessa Thompson's, well, Tessa so. Thompson's a thing now, right? Because she's in the MCU, mm-hmm. so she probably mm-hmm. can command. Uh, she could command no. She was bit. all in the shadow. She was. <laughs> Uh, she's, okay, she's a tall so, drink of water too. Uh, uh, yeah, so, so Bernard has this whole right. moment with Ford, the last moments on the beach. Well, well, yeah, well, right? Hale Bot, well, Hale Loris ends up killing everyone, and that's how everyone ends up dead, except for Hale Loris and Bernard inside. The, and now we're done with the forge, and everyone's dead. Strand's dead. Hale so Loris then we go goes down to that beach, right? right? Or you want to go down to yeah, the we beach with just I, Bernard? I think you're right. I know. I think you're right. I think we go down to the beach with Bernard and Figment Ford. Figment Ford. <laughs> Paulo, I have to come up with nicknames for everyone with different timelines or else I get lost. If I don't have, you, like, that's why I have Nunard, you know? If I don't have nicknames, I get lost. Did you think we were coming back around to where he decided to just lay down on the beach? At first, no, I did not. But it makes sense. I mean, obviously, they, that's how they found him. I was just having, in the moment, I was having a lot of trouble piecing together when we were just then. That everything that we had seen in what I was calling like the now timeline, then picked up right after that. I was having a little trouble with that. But yeah, that makes sense to me now. I'm really appreciated that Ford said, I love this view of the impossible line. The waves conspire, me and you could meet again and all that. I was like, yay, let us meet again. What a a beautiful line. He says the impossible line where the waves conspire. Oh, what a good line. I know. He's so good. He's so good. I love Anthony Hopkins. I wish he would like narrate my Christmas cards. I love him. He should be on all the shows. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, and basically also said that if they throw me enough money, I will appear again in season three, just like I popped up in season two and no one expected me. Um, exactly. I think that that was the subtext, I think, of that final speech. So I he lays it. down on the beach. Do we all think that that's where the season begins? The two yes. weeks now yeah. have fully evaporated yes. and they find Bernard on the beach. Yes. Uh, yes. But we don't follow that track. No, no, no. We are with Hale Loris. And she runs in. She has one more conversation before she can get off of the island to get back to the mainland. Who does she Love run it. into? Love that Stubbs conversation. So is Stubbs a host? I think Stubbs so. Stubbs is a host. I think I Stubbs agree. is a host. We said, Wait, but he, I thought he was a damn host the whole time. I was given Ashley host status. Uh, yeah, was, was, well, he refers to his core drive. 
He makes yes. an explicit reference to the fact that Ford is the one who hired him. And then he gives him the wink and a nod. He, right, he says, uh, I'm going to stick to the role that Ford gave me. I'm responsible for every host inside the park. And he kind oh. of like hardcore winks and nods at her. <laughs> you know? I love it. And she's like, woo. Well, way right? back in the pilot, he had uh, those comments with Elsie when they were looking for the rogue robot. Or maybe it wasn't the pilot, but it was around the pilot when um, he said, he, you know, she, he was at, they were, he was trying to talk to her about her, um, you know, her background, I guess. And then he, he says something like, it's, it's the, my, the cornerstone of my narrative or something like that. So he, he jokes about it, but it was sort of like the first hand tipping, right, that, that Stubbs mm-hmm. was a host. Okay, so let's get to the brain balls in the purse. You say you counted five? I counted five before she zipped it up. I saw Okay, five. so let's hope. And But I I want to think the fact the way that she, like, glanced around to different ones, that it's like maybe we're getting a little hint as to who might be coming in her brain ball bag. We don't know, but I would like to yeah. hope that Maeve's going to come back. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, too. It would be nice. And, you know, Sandy's obviously a big star on the show. But the arc between Dolores and Maeve, was not the best relationships. I mean, they were kind of, you know, I, yeah. I, when they when they met each other, when I was ready for them to meet each other, I was like, well, these two are going to, you know, like, team up and are going to be like, you know, hashtag girl power, let's go kick ass. And, and that was not like the complete happened. opposite. No, no, it was the complete opposite. Like, you're yeah, the death bringer yeah. and stay the fuck away from me. Oops, sorry. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, and so I don't know that she's going to make the brain ball lottery. There's not too many well, people. we shall see for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm excited yeah. that they actually went back and used Arnold's house, like we were saying, and then she went through yep. that whole process. I think that that all looked amazing. We got to hit Man in Black now, but in this last five minutes, he certainly deserves our last bit of time here. Sure. I, well, he lived. He's one of the people that were shown that actually lives. Um, he was a high-value doing... survivor. He was a high-value survivor. He doesn't look great. Um, but uh, yeah, he lives. So, oh Lord, okay. So, what do you guys think? The, who, the after human scene. host, human host. What the hell? What what timeline are we even in? Like, is that in the same timeline? Is that post all of this? I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know either. I mean, I think because his hand is all disgusting throughout. Yeah, it has to be after. Like, right? Doesn't that his hand like give theory. it away? Right. Yeah. Uh, so then that's I think the so too. Thing. But are we dealing with like a, a split consciousness? Like, yeah, there's the body of the man in black back on the beach. We didn't see him actually conscious. And then we also have the follow-up scene, the the post-credit scene, if you will, where he's getting his fidelity testing. And we know that that's what they did with Jim Delos in the Forge 18 million times right was ran that same kind of same kind of test so now i gotta wonder like well a what what does this mean and, and b when does he split like when does he is there's because we because they showed him going down the elevator right and they and they yeah and they made it look like he was going to run into bernard going up the elevator and something there was a switch there, right? That was the break in our timeline. Do you yeah. remember that part, Mike, where like he yep. Bernard's standing at the elevator and then I expected it to open and him stand there, but of course empty. And I was like, yeah. ooh, timeline jump. Okay, right. so. Timeline yeah, change. Okay, so what, what do you guys think about the fact that maybe the real man in black died at the gala, like the actual showdown gala portion, and then a switch out was made at that point with the host. Is that possible? Do we think it's possible it happened then, or do we think that there is 
my thing that I've been going with, Mike, and I don't know if you've been listening to everything, is I've been saying, I think it's possible there's a human one and a host one simultaneous. Like, there's a guy on the beach with his fingers all ripped off, and there is also a situation that could be happening with a host version also happening simultaneously. I, I had been working on the same thought that there are two men in black also, um, mm-hmm. because because William being who he is and being so into the immortality project, it would make sense to me that after Jim Delos, he would be the one to replicate himself next and having the hubris to do it while he's still alive. Um, so, yeah, I totally believe that that's a, that's a valid and, and, and probably likely scenario that there's two of them. And it that, also that, feels very Dolores, right? Like if you look at, if you look at them having any similarities and she says when she sees them where, or both of them say at different points, like we're more alike than you think kind of that mm-hmm. kind of business. Well, yep. Dolores herself as Hale had to actually recreate her own body with, but like her brain was like, her mind was already outside living inside a hail. Right. And so she had to like create herself while she was technically like alive already, mm-hmm. which yeah. is weird. Right. But if you look at that as the same way as like William, then like, what if he did while well, he was technically alive and still a human created his own host, that would kind of be very similar. Right. More alike than not. I, well, I think you're right. And I, I think a recurring theme with Dolores and with men in, the man in black, William, is that I don't know that maybe that they regard themselves as gods, but I think they are at best amoral about playing God. I don't think that they're stopped by the morality of making a duplicate uh, android version of yourself, host a version of yourself. Because it serves some larger mental need in them for that to be true, whether it's vanity or power or something. Like they don't have they don't have the same moral compass that everyone else has. Is is my feeling about both of them. So I don't think either of them in particular, like I don't think Bernard would make a copy of himself while he was still alive. I don't Oh, I don't don't think he would at all. You know, I don't think Maeve would either. I think Maeve would be like, No, that's wrong. Um, yeah, I agree with I think you. They both have that hubris in like such a major way. Let's um, so we only have like ninety seconds left. Let's wind this up and say, do we think that we are figuring out who the host and the humans were here? Did we figure everybody out? We got Stubbs. We got. We think that possibly there is a human and a William and a host and a William. What about yeah. Emily? We had that weird Emily at the end. Was that a host Emily? Do you think, or in a real well, Emily's dead? I th- I'm thinking that the one in the park. What, that he shot actually, in fact, was a host. Uh, okay. And I think the one I think the one we see in the room with host Fidelity Man in Black is real life Emily. I think okay. real life Emily sent her sent a, a host version of herself into the park, knowing her father would it was wasn't beyond the uh, the range of possibility that he would end up killing her. I like that, Paul. What do you think? I think the reverse. I think he killed the daughter. And the really put together Emily was in some sort of computer uh, created construct that re- that looked like the forge and looked like the park and looked like Delos's apartment. That was my take on it. She she seemed way too, too unrattled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, she seemed like really, really like cool stoic character with him. So, well, what do you guys think overall? Season two, did it deliver? Did you guys enjoy it? 
I like I like it. I like I'm gonna need like to read Vanity Fair tomorrow to, to put it all together. <laughs> You're a scene. I really uh, liked it too, and I do think that they closed down a lot of stories along the way, and I do feel like there was definitely a lot of payoff. I mean, they explained a whole lot in this season. I don't know lot. people's complaining. I feel like I don't know what you guys are talking about. Pay attention. There was a ton of answers. Yeah. I agree. And mean, going back to episode one, uh when I actually got to do this with Paul, because I think you were traveling. Um, yeah. the show had taught us in season one how to watch the show and i feel like they didn't change the rules on us i think they added timelines i think they added layers they made it harder i think they leveled us up but i think the general rules on how to watch the show held so i feel like i held the threads of what was going on when much better this season than season one which for me in real time made it much more enjoyable i don't think i need i don't feel like right now i have to go back and rewatch the entire season to make sense of it i would like to go back to watch it just to fill in things i missed but I feel like I understood it as it went. So I totally agree. Well, thanks, you guys, so much for listening. And thanks, Mike, for coming on with us at the beginning and at the very end. We totally appreciate it. Thanks. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Catch us on iTunes or your preferred podcast software. Our website, dailyreview.com. That's D-A-L-E-Y review.com. Facebook or Twitter or wherever you find us please leave us a comment and a rating to let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for listening, pot people. Thanks for listening to my mom and dad. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just go home, folks.